All right. Tonight, somebody tell me what we did last week. Yes, we did talk about God. What in, what in particular? What specifically did we talk about? What? Not being afraid to do it. Actually, we started talking about our mission statement as a student ministry last week. As a North student ministry of North Florida Baptist Church exists to reach unbelievers with the gospel, to teach students God's word, to serve others, and to worship Jesus Christ in order to glorify God. Those are the four things that we are here to do as a student ministry, to reach, teach, serve, and worship. Last week, what did we talk about? Reach. We talked about reaching people. We talked about the idea that in Scripture, and we looked at it in the book of Matthew, Specifically, chapter 28, we looked at where God commanded us, where Jesus commanded us, that if we are believers, if we are Christians, our job is to go and make disciples. Our job is to go and share Christ with other people, people who don't know the gospel of Jesus Christ. Is it last week we talked about why Scripture says we're supposed to share Christ, why we're supposed to make that a habit? And then I told you tonight... We're actually going to go through a couple different ways of how you can share Christ with people. And then at the end, before we leave here tonight, you're going to partner up with somebody and you're going to practice one of these ways of sharing Christ with somebody. Ooh, just got scary, didn't it? Yeah, okay, good. Then I expect you to do it. So here's what we're going to do first. I'm going to give you an easy way, an easy way to tell somebody about Jesus. Life book. Take one of these and pass it around. Everybody needs one of these. Yes, pass them around. We're going to talk about these for a second. Because this, I know we talked last week, and we talked about how it can be scary to talk to people about Jesus. This can help you do that. Here you go. Here's some over here. Pass those down. Does everybody have one of these? I do have one. I'm good right here. Perfect, perfect. Okay. You got extra? Nah, I don't, I don't. Man, give me here. Give me here. Give me here. Come on. Come on. Three out of four. That's not bad. That's not bad. Did you just call me lame? Wow. Okay. Let's talk about this. The light book. How many of you have seen this before? A couple of you have seen this before? Okay. I'm going to assume some people in this crowd over here have it memorized because they're still talking. Y'all know this whole thing? Okay. Let's pay attention then. All right. Life book. This, hey, how you share Christ with this is three easy steps. Number one, give it away to somebody. Pretty basic, right? Number two, pray for that person. Number three, ask them about what they read. How hard is that? Pretty simple, okay? This, guys, this is a book. For those of you who are not familiar with this, this is a book. Have y'all heard of the Gideons before? The, uh, typically, it's, it's, it's older gentlemen or, or people who are retired, and what they do is they, they go to schools, they go to colleges, and they hand out Bibles. Or you'll find them in the hotels. When you, when you stay in a hotel and there's a Bible in the drawer on the nightstand, you need that. You need that. That was a horrible catch. <laughs> what you will find is the Gideons leave Bibles. This is put out by the same people that do that. Only this is geared towards high schoolers, and middle schoolers. And the way this is set up, so you understand, when you give this away to somebody, let me, let me make sure you understand this. This is not something that you force on people. You need this. 
No, you need this. Take, take it, take it, take it. See, that's, that's not what you do to people. You have one. Give me my book. You have one of these. You offer it to people, but you don't force it on people. If they say, no, thank you, then walk away. Okay? Because if you remember, when we're talking about sharing Christ, you don't want to scare people. You don't want to make them run away from you, look at you weird, whatever, before you ever even get a chance to talk to them. So you start, what's that? Well, I can't help that. Maybe you need to walk up with a friend and they won't run from them. I don't know. Maybe Justin, maybe not. I don't know. But hey, hey, guys, guys. Hey. That's not funny. <laughs> hey, you give this away. That's all it is. Don't try and sell it. Fill pot, don't try and make extra money. You give it away, okay? You give this away. Let me, let me explain to you what is in this book. If you flip over to the beginning, uh, well, there's not page numbers. Right here it says, what is the life book? Let's go through this real quick. Part one, it says it's God's story before Jesus. Basically, what part one of this book is, is it's an overview of the Old Testament. It tells how God created Adam and Eve and created everything. It tells how man sinned. It tells the story of God and human beings all the way up until the time Jesus comes. That's part one. It gives you a background of who God is and how we got to Jesus. And then part two, it's the book of John. It's straight out of the Bible. It is verse by verse, the entire book of John, which tells who Jesus is, what Jesus did, why Jesus came to this earth, why he died, why he rose from the grave, how he paid for our sins. That's what part two does. And then part three is what about you? What that does is that then asks the question. If you've given this to somebody that reads part one and part two, when they get to part three, it asks them the question, what are you going to do with Jesus? Who is this Jesus? Who do you think he is? Who are you in relation to God? It basically, it lays out the gospel of Jesus and helps them understand who he is. And now they have to make a decision of what they're going to do with this gospel that they've heard, with this message of Jesus Christ. And then part three, it just says help. Part three is interesting because if you flip over to part three, it addresses some issues that, frankly, teenagers deal with. You know, the first thing in there, it says relationships and sex, okay? You guys are in high school. If you're not in a relationship now, hopefully you will be one day, and you may have questions. You may wonder about some of the things that are in here. It says, talks about, am I really in love? Does God reserve sex for marriage? How far is too far? I've had sex. Now I feel guilty. What do I do? And we think, we can't talk about those in church. Yeah, we can, because scripture talks about those things. And that's what this does. This lays out how Scripture answers these questions. Friends and peer pressure, self-image, self-esteem, depression, and worry. You see, guys, you take this book and you just give it to somebody. But after you give it to them, pray for them. Because, guys, you know, and Scripture tells us that prayer, prayer is a powerful thing. You don't know what's going on in somebody's life when you hand them this book. You don't know the junk that they may be dealing with on a personal level that they've never shared with you because they look like they've got their whole life together. You pray for them. Pray that God will use this, this little thing. This is not the whole Bible. This is just a little bit of it. That God will use this to show them 
their need for Jesus Christ in their life, their need for forgiveness of their sins. And then here comes the tough part. You ask them about what they read. Give them a couple days and say, hey, did you read that book? And if they say yes, tell me what you thought about it. Do you have any questions? Follow up with them. Because that is when you get the opportunity to talk to them about what you believe. That is when you get the opportunity to talk to them about your faith. Yes, Christian. If they say no, they haven't read it, then encourage them to read it. If you follow up with them again and they say, nope, probably not going to, then you're done. You've done what you can. You can try to share with them again in the future, but clearly this isn't going to be the way to make it happen. So you do your best. You ask the questions. You pray for them. And you take the opportunity to share with them if they give you that opportunity. And we talked about this last week, guys. I know, I know, I know. Some of you are afraid because I've had this same fear that somebody's going to ask you a question about this or about Scripture and you have no idea what the answer is. That's okay. If you don't know the answer to what they're asking you, tell them, I don't know. But follow up with, I'll see if I can find out. And that's when you either go home and look it up in your own Bible and see if you can find the answer, or you talk to myself, or you talk to Mr. Dustin, or Mr. Billy, or Miss Kathleen, or one of the other adults that's around here on Sundays and Wednesdays. Because just because you can't find it doesn't mean it's not there. And it may be the fact that we can't find it because the Bible doesn't answer that question. And that's when you go back and say, that's a great question. We don't know because the Bible doesn't answer that. Nothing wrong with saying that, okay? Don't be afraid of questions. Don't be afraid of sharing. This is probably the easiest way I can give you to share Christ with somebody. And so here's my challenge for you tonight. I'm gonna give you another way in just a minute. But I have a challenge for you. My challenge, if you accept it, is for each one of you to take this book you have in your hand and three more, just three. I'm going to ask you to write your name, what school you go to, and how many books you take. Because you can take more than that if you want. But I'm asking you, if you will, take a minimum of three. You don't have to. I'm just I'm challenging you to. And over the next week, give those three books out to people. And the reason I want you to keep one is my challenge is I want you to read through it as well. Because if they come back with questions and they point to specific pages, it's going to help if you know what they're talking about. Because if you hand it to them and say, read this, and they come back and they say, hey, you know, I was reading this part that talks about peer pressure, and you're like, um, hold, hold on a minute, I haven't read that part. Well, you're not going to look very effective at that point, are you? No, they're going to want to know that you have looked at what you're asking them to spend their time on. So that's my challenge for you tonight. If you will accept it, take three of these books, and guys, there's a hundred books in every one of these boxes. I got a lot. We got these boxes. We got three more boxes downstairs. I think there's, what, nine here? We got 1,200 of these books, and they were all free. We didn't pay a dime for them because that's how important this is. The Gideons are giving them away so that we can share Christ with people for nothing. So the life book, before you leave tonight, if you are willing to accept that challenge, come up here. Hey, sign the clipboard. Tell me how many books you're taking and take as many as you want to take. Yes. But hey, let me say, let me say this. Hey, guys, however many books you take, give that many out, please. 
If you come up here and say, you know what, I'm going to take 15 and you don't intend on handing out one, don't take 15. But if you think you can, do it. Get the word of God out there. All right, that's the life book. Now, we got another way. Mr. Dustin is handing out a piece of paper. Miss Kathleen is handing out a pen. What he's handing out, we're getting ready to go through. What I would suggest you do as we go through this on that piece of paper is take notes. This has a really big, fancy name. Y'all know what it is? It's called the three circles. Pretty easy, right? And there's three lines. Well, there's actually more than three lines on there, but we're going to talk about that in a second. This, this guys, they're squiggly lines with arrows. They're technically, they'd be vectors. You want to go there with me? We'll go there if you want to go there. All right. <laughs> three circles. Okay. Guys, this is called three circles. Another name that has been used for this is life conversations. And the reason that is, let me explain this to you. This is something that you can bring up in any conversation. When you're talking to somebody, a friend, a complete stranger, and you start talking about things that are going on in their life, this is a simple, easy way to bring up and share the gospel is this little picture. And guys, this picture is so simple, you can draw it on a napkin. You can be sitting at Starbucks, having a drink, and draw this on a napkin and share it with somebody. Okay, what's that? You don't go to Starbucks, do you? Okay, I'm just throwing that out there because we got a lot of Starbucks. I know. So here's how this starts. I'm going to draw what you already have. And hey, guys, I encourage you, if you want to, take notes because when we get done, when I finish this, you're going to partner up with somebody, flip that paper over, and you're going to share the three circles with the person that you partner up with. Oh, yes. That's why th there's kind of a test, but it's not graded. Only it may be, so we'll just leave it at that. Okay? Here's where it starts. Here's what we're doing. Circle one. What goes in circle one? God's design. This one's pretty simple. If we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if we, if we believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, then we believe what Scripture says, that God has a design for his creation. God made everything. We saw that we'll see that in the life book. We see it in Genesis. God created the world, he created the universe, every animal, every plant. God created man and woman. And God had a perfect design when he created that. And God still has a design for everything. Guys, that encompasses every area of our life. God has a design for our relationships, for your marriage one day. He has a design for your money. He has a design for your career. He has a design for every piece and part of you. God has a design for all of creation. And this is where it started. And this is where God would have us be again. But you see, the problem with that design as you go through this and start looking at this as you've got this thing over here, this second circle, what is this one? Brokenness. Brokenness. You see, the issue is this. The issue is that we start off here. This is the way God created us. This was God's plan for us. But you see, in our life, 
we have sin. Sin is anything we do, any say, anything we say, anything we think that dishonors God. And every one of us is a sinner. It doesn't matter how good you are, how much you know about church, how much you know about the Bible, how much money you give to help poor children in Africa or wherever it may be. It doesn't matter. We are all sinners and sin makes us broken. And every single one of us, we know what brokenness feels like. There's been a time in your life where you've been sad. There's been a time in your life where something has affected you and you knew that you couldn't fix that something on your own. And you see, the problem that we have is that we are all familiar with this, but we all try to fix this by ourselves. And you see, we'll start turning to other things. We'll, we'll, we'll do all this and we'll you know, go to relationships and we'll go to alcohol or we'll go to drugs or we'll go to sports or we'll go to all of these different things to try and fix this brokenness on our own, to try and take care of this sin problem ourselves. And the problem is, just like you see these arrows, these don't get us anywhere. Because if you've ever been in those situations, if you've ever tried those things, you know that what these do is they turn around and come right back to brokenness. And then we try other things and we try different things. And yet we still know that we are broken. And the problem is with that brokenness, we can't fix ourselves. What we're saying here, when we see this, when we see this brokenness, is that we are trying to escape this pain. But we can't escape this pain by ourselves. So what we have is this. What is it? The gospel. You see, the issue here is we look at brokenness as a bad thing. We don't want to be broken. We don't want pain. We don't want hurt. We want life to be good. And the truth is, brokenness is not a bad thing. Because brokenness helps us understand that something in our life needs to change. Brokenness helps us understand that we are missing something, that there is something that belongs in us that is not there, something God created us to have that we don't have. And that's where the gospel comes in. We recognize that something's wrong, something is broken, and guys, that brings our attention to the fact that we can't fix this because we've tried, remember? And we still always end up right back here. See, what, what that's showing us, what God is giving us the opportunity to understand right there is that all the way back here, this sin problem is what led us here. And the only way we can get out of here is to do something about this, is to do something about our sin. And, and the Bible has a word for that. That word is repent. You guys heard that word before? What does it mean? What's that? To turn away from, turn away from, to do a 180, to go in the, no, you do a 360, you're going in the same direction. You do a 180. It was close. Cut it in half, Lindsay, and you're good to go. That's why I helped you today with math. Yes, that's why. <laughs> hey, right here. Right here. We're broken. We want to fix it. We want to change it. That means we have to repent. Repent means we go in a different direction. Because guys, if we have sin in our life and sin brings brokenness and all of these other areas don't get us out of brokenness, then we've got to turn away from what's going on here. And what we get the opportunity to do is to turn away towards the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
You see, Scripture tells us that no person that has ever lived on this earth was perfect except for one man, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came. He was God in the flesh. He was born the same way every one of you in this room was born. He was carried in his mama's stomach for nine months. He was born. Guys, he experienced pain. He experienced joy. He experienced sadness. He experienced, Scripture tells us, every emotion, every thought, every feeling that we could ever have, Jesus Christ in the flesh experienced. That is how he knows our problem. And yet he was sinless. He was tempted in every way that you have ever been tempted, ways and thoughts that you don't want anybody in this room to know about. Scripture tells us he was tempted in every way. Okay? And yet he was perfect. He never sinned because he was God in the flesh. And guys, he lived on this earth for 33 years. And Scripture tells us that during those last three years of his, what they call his public ministry, when he let everybody know who he was, He did miracles, he did signs, he did wonders. He proved that he was the son of God. And then he died. You see, the people that he loved, the people that he came to be with, at the end of his 33 years, they took him outside of Jerusalem and they nailed him to a cross. They put nails in his hands, they put nails in his feet, they put a huge crown of thorns on his head, they beat him bloody, and then they killed him. And yet three days later, after they buried him in a tomb, he came back to life. He beat death. He beat sin. And that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. He did that because of the sin we have in our lives. He did that because that sin leaves every one of us broken. And when we know we need to change something, we have the opportunity to repent and believe to repent of the sin in our lives, to ask God to forgive us. Now, I want to say something here. In a room like this, a lot of you have grown up in church, and you've heard these terms, you've heard these words, you've heard this story a lot. And the tendency, when that is the case, is to become numb to it. I've heard that, I know that. And that's great. I'm glad you know it. If you know it, that is an amazing thing. But if you know it, like we talked about last week, you have a responsibility to share it. Because somebody shared it with you. And that's why you know it. And that's why you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Guys, the gospel of Jesus, it's not just this neat little story that we study on Sundays and Wednesdays. This is something that changed the course of history. This is something that changed the course of humanity. And this is something that if you are a Christian in this room tonight, has changed your life. At least I hope it has. And you have the opportunity to share it with somebody else so that they can believe that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That word means good news because that's what the story of Jesus is, because the good news is that God has a design that takes care of this sin and leads us away from this brokenness if we believe in the good news of Jesus Christ. You see how this follows around? And if we come to the point in our life where we believe that, where we understand that, we take this arrow back and we've got believe. Well, no, we already did believe. I'm sorry. What's the right word there? Recover. Recover. 
If you believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ died for your sins, that he paid the penalty, and you've asked God to forgive you through Jesus Christ's sacrifice, God starts to work a miracle in your life. God starts to take that brokenness and heal it. Now, does that still mean, does that mean you won't ever sin again? No, it doesn't mean you won't ever sin again because we're still human, we're still flawed. But we have an opportunity to understand and know God personally and God begins to recover our life and recover the things that have gone wrong in us. And as we do that, as he starts to recover us, we get the chance to pursue him. And we pursue God's design. We pursue what scripture says about how we should live in a way that honors God, how we should talk, how we should think, the way we should spend our money, the way we should act in our relationships. God has a design for every single one of those areas and we begin to pursue his design for those areas of our lives. Yes, we will still mess up. We will still feel broken sometimes, but we know that the gospel makes us whole. And we know that the gospel brings us back to God's design. Okay, and the cool thing about this, guys, is as you go through this, as you have done this, when you believe, when you recover and pursue, God takes you and sends you right back out into a broken world. And that's what we talked about last week. If you have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, now you have the opportunity to take the good news and share God's design with people who are sinners and who are broken and they need the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, this is not hard. You're basically telling a story. You're telling what God started with, how we got to where we are in sin and brokenness and what God did to solve that problem for us. Because we can't do anything to solve that problem. God's the one that took action. God's the one that came to us. If you were in chapel here at NFC last Thursday, you heard me talk about that with my daughter when she first started to walk, how she'd get a couple steps and fall down and I had a choice. I could stand there and say, get up and walk. Or I could walk over and get down on my knees where she was and help her back up and help her overcome that problem of not being able to walk. That's what God did for us, guys. He came to where we were. He came to us in our brokenness, and that's what he still does today for anybody that is stuck here. And you guys have the opportunity to take this story, these three circles, and share with somebody. You've all had friends, at least I'm assuming you all have friends. And at some point, it's so, I know, I'm sorry, it's okay. At some point, I hope you've had more than a surface level conversation with at least one of your friends. And they've shared something with you, something they're going through, a problem they're dealing with, maybe personally, maybe something that's happening in their family. And a situation like that, ladies and gentlemen, is the perfect time to share Christ with them. And this is an easy way to do it. You're telling the story. And guys, I've gone through this. You can download, there's an app for this. And it's just called Three Circles. There's a video on YouTube where somebody else, you can watch it again. If you didn't get all the notes you needed tonight, I can give you my notes if you want them. 
or you can go on YouTube. There's another gentleman who goes through this and explains it piece by piece again. This, if it's recording like it's supposed to, will be on our podcast tomorrow. So you can download it and listen to it and go through it again. Okay? You don't even have to draw it on a napkin. You can download the app and just swipe your finger and it'll put each thing out for you as you go through it. See, guys, I don't know how to make sharing the gospel any easier. I don't know how to do it. Because you can go with the life book or you can go with the three circles. But either way you choose, or if you want to, you can do the old-fashioned Romans road to salvation. You can quote all kinds of verses, and that's not a bad idea to know your verses to back it up. But right here, you're telling the story of Jesus, what he did, and why we need him. But you know what? I don't ever want to talk to you guys and tell you how to do something without equipping you to actually do it. So right now, I would like you to quietly get a partner. I would like you to sit either facing or next to each other. And hey, hey, listen to me. Stop, stop. This is not a time to sit here and text and check out your phone and write notes back and forth or talk about what happened at school today. This is the time that I challenge you. Take that piece of paper, turn it over, and take turns going through the three circles with each other. Practice it so that when you get the opportunity, you'll actually be ready to share it. Go. Find a partner. Make it happen.